in my column about Maria Taylor. I made a reference to Katie Nolan and because the column started out about Maria Taylor, the first words I said were, Maria Taylor enjoys the exact same privilege that catapulted Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Andrews, I'm sorry, to television stardom. Taylor is tall, attractive, and quite personable on television. And I started talking about the privilege of beauty, that basically attractive women or attractive men have a huge advantage uh, in life. I mean, it's why I've gotten so far. If I didn't look this good, I mean, seriously, you think I would be here? But no, on a serious note, beauty transformed Katie Nolan from bartender to seven-figure personality, Emmy Award winner, and the darling of aroused bloggers and TV critics willing to ignore her pedestrian humor and inability to execute on live television. That's all I said about Katie Nolan in that Maria Taylor. I tweeted out that particular passage in promoting my Maria Taylor piece, and Katie Nolan, as I somewhat expected, took offense. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying this, also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass so Coming to you! Friday Night Sports Dump with your host, Mark Metivier! Hello! That baby popped at a negative 6 dB. Huh? Working on those dBs, folks. Something that's really important is a dB. In this case, Jason Whitlock is a complete DB. Whoa, I just thought of that one on the spot. Hey, this is the Friday Night Sports Dump. I am your host, Mark Mativier, and thank you for tuning in, listening, podcasting, doing what it is when you listen to this show. Maybe you're making pancakes. If you're not, maybe you should. Tonight's show is entitled Style. And as I'm prepping for it, prepped for it, going through it, it's kind of become a little bit of a double standard episode. Uh, I want to break down who's got the best style in sports, what type of style you you enjoy in watching a sport. You know, do you like watching the Rockets or do you prefer watching the Heat? Uh, but I cannot start without discussing a whole week of just complete hogwash from idiot, stupid, jealous, jerk DBs. Negative 12 DBs, okay? That was Jason Whitlock. That whole thing was 17 minutes long in which he's describing a column he wrote, then posted part of the column on Twitter, and the column he wrote was about Maria Taylor. The issue with Maria Taylor that came up this week was that radio host, sports radio host, Dan McNeil in Chicago on radio station 670 The Score commented on Maria Taylor's outfit that she wore sideline reporting on Sunday Night Football. I'm not going to tell you what that outfit looked like because it doesn't matter. 
That's the point. It doesn't matter. Wear what you want to wear. Be stylish. Be you. Why should we care about what people wear? So Dan McNeil, radio host, doesn't even say something on air. When I first heard the story, I assumed, oh, he made some jerk comment in passing about Maria Taylor's outfit and yada yada, whatever. No, no, no. He put it on Twitter. Because he's a coward, like the rest of them. The tweet has since been removed. He's since been fired. But essentially, he compared Maria Taylor's outfit to that of someone at the Adult Video News Awards. Adult Video Awards host. A snippet of the tweet says, Quote, NFL sideline reporter or host for the AVN annual awards presentation? Question mark. End quote. Like, it's funny. Like, how dumb are people? How dumb are you? It's revealing. I'm gonna get called dumb. I hope it's on being actually dumb. Like, hey, Mark, you did something dumb as opposed to said something misogynistic about a sideline reporter who's a professional who, by the way, Maria Taylor did Sunday night football the next Monday night in studio for Monday, uh, Monday NBA countdown for ESPN for the basketball playoffs. And so, hot take for you, Mr. Dan McNeil. Maria Taylor has two jobs in the national spotlight, and you are out of a job, pal. So, as if that wasn't enough, we now have Jason Whitlock, genius writer, as we heard there. Very articulate, very well-spoken, Jason Whitlock on OutKick. Not sure what OutKick is. Certainly isn't Fox News or ESPN. I'm guessing that he does not make as much money as Maria Taylor or Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan, multi-host of several ESPN shows. Active Twitterverser, good writer. Well, that's even subjective. Writer, hard worker. Katie Nolan makes $1 million a year. I'm guessing Jason Whitlock does not. I'm guessing Dan McNeil has never done a Sunday night football sideline report and then flown into the Orlando bubble to do Monday ESPN countdown. But both of these negative 12 DBs feel the need to criticize, critique what someone is wearing. I mean, for a man to sit there and say, Katie Nolan has tweeted about me several times, always in a disparaging, dismissive way. I've let it all go. I let, <laughs> keep running out there, Katie. Have your fun. Do your thing. You want to run with the big dogs. You won't smoke with Jason Whitlock. I'm going to let you have your fun until the fun is over. Well, I'm glad it's up to Jason Whitlock to decide... How and when Katie Nolan has her fun. And if she can run with the big dogs. Like Jason Whitlock. Now I may be opinionated about this right now, but I kind of feel justified about it. Because Jason Whitlock allows me to be. Listen to this. One is over. And so, in my Maria Taylor column on Sunday, I'll, playtime's over. I'm completely free. I can say whatever the hell I want. 
I'm not at ESPN. I'm not at Fox Sports. I don't have executives hanging over my head. Oh, we might work with this person. Or, oh, I, you know, don't do that. Don't punch down. Don't defend yourself. I'm an outkick. Yeah, you sure are an outkick, pal. And you're getting your cojones outkicked in by KD Nolan on Twitter, you juvenile. You paraquat. And so Katie Nolan this weekend just called me and was like, okay, I'm going to settle this debt. I'm going to explain why I've never liked Katie Nolan. And because she makes more money than you and is better at her job than you and doesn't waste her time for 17 and a half minutes on a YouTube video for OutKick talking about Twitter beef like you. Bleh. Katie Nolan. And I did that uh, Monday afternoon in a column that I went into full detail about how Katie Nolan is the living embodiment. And she plays woke all over social media, and she runs with a bunch of fake woke people in the sports media lane. All right. All right. Stop. Just stop. I'm going to stop. going to stop it right there. Fake woke. Fake woke. Tell you what fake woke is, you calling someone who is a female who makes more money than you fake woke as opposed to just being equal and not having Twitter wars with someone. Boy. <sighs> Tonight's episode of the Friday Night Sports Dump is brought to you by jackasses. Ugh. I mean Manoshevitz. You know who hasn't accomplished doodly squat? Me. Untrue. I walked across the country. I have my own podcast. I can say and do whatever I want. I own my own company. So by Jason Whitlock's parameters, I'm fine to call Jason Whitlock. Oh boy, I think he's moving up to like a negative 20 dB. What do you think? Now the, the hypocrisy and the irony of this is that I, I'm playing his clip and kind of buying into what he wants but it should be pointed out and yeah guess what espn is paying katie nolan over a million dollars you know who they're not paying you whitlock and that's why you spend 17 plus minutes on a youtube thing reading off your laptop i think that was the fifth time that you referenced some article or column that nobody read and this all stems from Maria Taylor wearing a jacket on Monday night or Sunday night football. It's insane. It's jealousy. It's dumb male jealousy is what it is. And trust me, I've been there. I get it. I do. Uh, I'm not woke, super woke or anything. I was raised by a single mother. I like to think I have respect. I like to think that I will admit when I say something stupid... And maybe I already have this entire thing, but that's what it's here for. I don't want to be angry anymore. You know, I, d I don't want to keep on this rant, but I do find it important to speak about and to go off on this a little bit because, man, it bothers me. It does. That's why it bothers me. I sit there, I watch Jason Whitlock, and it bothered me to the core. And perhaps that's what someone like him wants. 
I don't think it is. I think he's delusional. I think he actually thinks that he's right. It's delusional. It's nuts. Because guess what? Katie Nolan is going to keep working at ESPN for her million-dollar-plus contract that you don't have Whitlock. Maria Taylor's going to keep dressing fabulously, despite what you think, Dan. And they both have jobs in the national spotlight. They get paid more than you, and they deserve to, for this exact reason. Because all you are is noise. You're clickbait noise. And your suit sucks, Whitlock. Hold up. So what you saying is... All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Friday Night Sports Dump, brought to you by Just Right Tea System. Just Right Tea, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it is just right. For $250, you can get Just Right Tea. One coach, Bill Belichick, came under vast jokes and scrutiny for what he was wearing during a press conference. Belichick, known as The Hoodie, is a nickname, because he wears a hoodie, he wears tattered old hoodies, was at a press conference wearing a gray hoodie. It had holes in it around his neck, and frankly, it looked like Belichick hadn't slept in a while. Or maybe he was up all night watching film or had a rough go of it and he got criticized all across the league. Ha ha ha. Quick five minute jokes. Oh, that's fine. But you know what happened to Belichick last week? His mother passed away. Then his partner Linda's father passed away a couple days later. Then team captain and Super Bowl hero James White lost his father and nearly his mother in a car accident that weekend. So yeah, maybe Bill did look a little tired. Part of being in the limelight is you get to show your style if you want to. So it is up there for critique, and I would say that's the catch-22 of this. And as we say this, I should let you know that my style right now is impeccable. I am in a beautiful blue checkered long sleeve sun shirt. A sun shirt is a thin kind of athletic shirt that you would wear in Florida if you have somewhat fair skin like myself. Gorgeous fair skin. I have several of these. I'm wearing shorts from Reebok completed with socks and power sandals from Under Armour. All of this delicately mixed in with my freshly shaved head my two-year-old glasses from Lens Crafters. Thin silver frame. Teardrop. Look like an 80s guy. Real Pat Bateman. Around my neck, a chain. The type of chain that turns your skin green. And on that, a name tag from Dolphin Cove from SeaWorld. And that name tag says... Mark. But you know, if I do go live on Twitter or on Twitch, there are going to be very famous men out there. They're going to give me crap 
for what I'm wearing. So I'm going to have to have a coat of armor on. Literally a coat of armor. I might just dress as a knight for upcoming live streams. All right, let's get to break and then let's get to style and let's have some fun. Here we go. I want to tell you all about a dramatic masterpiece that is sponsoring the Friday Night Sports Dump that my family and I have watched over and over and over again. Play on Words. A play that zooms right into your heart about Steve and Bill Gutenberg who invented the printing press. Play on Words is a dramatic masterpiece of theater. No, it's not on stage, but it is in your hearts. Play on words about the printing press and the creation of the Bible takes place in one locale, a stream, and it's streaming right to you on Hulu.com. Play on words. Gutenberg Press. Damn it! Top 10 most stylish athletes in the history of athletics. Number 10. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the 28th. Captain GQ himself, the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The man invented style once his wife, Giselle Bunchen, made him get stylish. Tom Brady went from a young buck, flabby, out of the University of Michigan. Sure, he rolled on the high tides of Big Sur in California, but he never really harnessed his style until... He married Miss Bunchen, and then he's become a style icon across the world. Perhaps you've seen him in mattress commercials, or even the Met Gala, wearing a black tuxedo with gold frills. Tom Brady, number 10. He also has his own line of clothing, TB12. I have a TB12 t-shirt, which I burned. Number 9. Joe DiMaggio. When he wasn't prancing in pinstripes... The New York Yankee Hall of Famer was rarely seen wearing anything but a gorgeous suit and tie, anywhere and everywhere. Before the game, after the game, and like number 10 Tom Brady, was also married to a style icon in Miss Marilyn Monroe. I once had a Joe DiMaggio t-shirt, which I burned. Number 8. The New York Islanders, under GM Lou Lamorello. Suits and ties at all times. No beards, no sideburns, clean cut, crew cut, from bottom to top, as cool as ice. When the New York Islanders get off a plane, you know they're the New York Islanders. And that's style, that's swagger. Coming in at a hot number seven, it's me, Papa Tivs. 16-year-old Mark Mativier, junior in high school, playing for McQuaid Jesuit Baseball, Black and gold, pinstripes, sure. But I stepped up to the plate wearing Oakleys. I had wristbands everywhere. And there was no picture taken of me where I didn't cross my arms and give you the old-fashioned brow. I was the lead in the high school play and the captain of the baseball team, and those crossed over quite well to put me on the top ten ranking of most stylish athletes of all time. I even had a hand in designing the uniforms we wound up switching to for my senior year. They were terrible. It was not what I envisioned. Sometimes you see an awesome jersey, all gold, no sleeves, and, and it comes out looking like a little league team that 
calls themselves the Pirates, but doesn't look as good as that Little League team. But nonetheless, number 22 over here, Marky Tibbs at number 7. At number 6, Cristiano Ronaldo. Just take a look at his bust. The statue that they made of him. The bronze bust. Take a look at that. That style in itself. Sure, you can check out all of his spreads, his fashion, his colognes, his incredible world-class soccer play, excuse me, football play. But what really signifies Ronaldo as one of the top ten most stylish athletes in history is the golden bronze bust of him. It's somewhat equivalent to the courtroom drawings of Tom Brady during Deflategate, but somehow different. Go Google that. Riding high, right in the middle, at number five, Maximus from Gladiator. Chest plate, sword, chin strap beard, makes guys with sweet race cars everywhere look even sweeter. Number four, current Patriots quarterback, Mr. Cameron J. Newton. He's so stylish, he often gets critiqued, criticized for it. Big hats, long flowing hair, gorgeous outfits, and a man not afraid to walk around with a man purse. And frankly, it's more functional. I think they used to call it a briefcase back in the day, but nowadays we have some issues with that. Everything he wears just looks like it it's made of the finest materials, and he wears it so stunningly. Cameron J. Newton, number four. Number three, United States women's soccer team. For fans like me and you, we wish we could don that red, white, and blue in such a stylish, winning, fantastic manner. There was no hamming around with the unis when Mia Hamm played. No disdain for Brandy Chastain when she ripped that jersey off in a celebration and the U.S. gained. And most recently, Megan Rapino with the greatest pose that anyone could ever write in prose after a game-winning goal. The United States women's national soccer team, underpaid and underviewed, come in at number two. And I know this is going to be tough. I know, but the number one most stylish athlete, most fashionable, I am giving to one Miss Serena Williams. If you've ever seen Serena play, beyond the fact that she's maybe the best athlete in history, the best at her sport for certain, and the best athlete in the last 20 years, you watch Serena play, and she always has great style. She's sponsored by Nike for the 2018 French Open, in which Serena wore a quote-unquote black cat suit. A full-body black athletic suit. Something a marathon runner would wear if it's 60 degrees. Something I would wear playing baseball in high school if it was cold out. Something anyone would wear anywhere ever. But oh, it didn't abide by the French Open's rules. Even though, ironically, it, it covers more of Serena's figure 
than abiding by the rules. And here's the best part about it. Another man, the president of the French Open, Bernard Gidegliki, the president of the French Tennis Federation, caused an uproar earlier this week. This is from businessinsider.com. When he said, quote, the black cat suit Serena Williams wore during this year's French Open would no longer be accepted because it did not respect the sport or the tournament. So the best athlete in the history of the sport that they are playing was told they can't wear that outfit. I mean, how stupid is that? Really? So I guess we end tonight's show where we began. Stupid men, jealous men, trying to tell women what they can and cannot wear. Give me a break. It would have been awesome if uh, Bernard Giadicelli actually came down to the court and played Serena one-on-one. But guess what? Get his ass kicked. But you know, he'd be in proper attire. All right, that's it, folks. I'm sorry, but I gotta go. I gotta go. I got a bunch of announcements, but you'll get them in your email. Things are changing, things are moving. But for right now, dress how you wanna dress. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't wear. And for God's sakes, get yourself a nice, comfy robe, all right? Go get a robe. Wanted or a suit. Ah, oh, crud. I gotta go. Got to go! Gotta go! Good night! Oh, good night, Orlando, Florida! Good night, America! Good